Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Rick Germain. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. And he played Mr. Kite in Serious Profession. And that is a film coming out by Key 13 Film Partners, which is exciting. I'm really excited to see this myself. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I've, everybody watching this, you can see I'm I'm getting my laptop fixed. So I'm not in my normal spot of where I do my interviews between the night by the nice red wall, but I have my filming center back there, which you can all see when you see my YouTube video. So <laughs> now you can see my filming equipment back there. What's on the TV back there? Who's got? The I was watching patch? Days of Our Lives as I was eating. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. There's a guy with an eye patch on Days of Our Lives. Yes, it is. He, he back in the '80s, he ended up getting his eye plucked out by his now was now was dead now, but his best friend at the time over a woman. <laughs> What's his name on the show? Uh, Steve Johnson. They actually call him Patch. <laughs> clever. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> so uh, the writers' room was just sitting around racking their brains <laughs> all day. Man, what can we call this guy? He's got to have a nickname. <laughs> Papa, no, that's already taken. We can't go with that. <laughs> exactly. Snake. So, so the first question I got for you, uh, how did you get your start into acting? Oh, man. Um, it's a goofy story, actually. I the, the short version is I got started in acting on a scam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, like, I had, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an actor really bad, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then I got the musician bug. And I moved out to LA. I was out there for like 20 years. Didn't once audition for anything acting wise. Not one time. Um, I auditioned for a game show once, but that was it. And um, <clears throat> so I come back to Maryland um, and this woman contacts me on Facebook. And she says, I've got this movie that I'm producing and I'm writing and you would be perfect for the the main character who's the killer, right? So it's a murder movie. Um, so I get all excited. I'm like, okay, let's do this, right? So um, it goes on for months and months and months, all this kind of weird prep work that didn't quite seem right. Lots of red flags. And in the end, it turned out it was complete BS. Like... Oh nothing about it was real. Nothing. There was no movie. There was no, we found out on the day we were supposed to shoot and we got a call about the location flooded and, Oh, we're going to have to put it off. Well, I happen to know people that work at the location and I oh. called them and I said, are you flooded? They were like, no. And I said, does this woman have, has she rented this? No. Anyway. Wow. So that's how it started. But I got so excited about, doing it that I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to start auditioning for things. And yeah. so I did. <laughs> and that's nice. it's about nine years ago. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of reminds me of the whole once upon a nightmare fiasco that was going on with that crowdfunding campaign. Did you hear about that one? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've, I've seen lots of crowdfunding campaigns go sour yeah. and not, not for good reasons. Right. I and mean, I, I know one that managed to raise, I think it was 10 grand. And the guy that was directing uh, managed to blow that on cocaine and prostitutes, from what I understand. Oh my goodness. Um, they didn't even get a trailer shot. Like, they tried to shoot a trailer to start, you know, to, to get more funding. Right. They didn't even get the trailer shot. That's crazy. So, so 
let's go right into that question. Um, because we know that Indiegogo campaigns, like when you donate to that, it's really, you know, all it's really all or nothing for the backer because they don't know if the film is going to get made. They can simply say that the that oh the the production just went went south after you know the campaign ends. And so, sad thing is that does happen, and sometimes it's, it's legit. Like they are planning on doing a movie, and things just happen, and it doesn't happen. But then there's the people that take advantage of that, and you know you know, like once upon a nightmare, they're hyping all these actors and actresses and people that are involved and they're not involved at all. So do you have any advice for people that are skeptical to donate to an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign? uh, You know, basically so they can see people like like movies like serious professions get made. Like how do, how do do you have any advice for people that would like to donate, but they're kind of skeptical? Um, I do. And I, and I'm sorry if I made it sound like I was saying most Indiegogos and Kickstarters are scams. Cause I don't think that at all. Most of them right. are very sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sometimes things go wrong and a movie doesn't get made for whatever reason. Right. But from what I've seen, most of the people that, that that has happened with, they've refunded money. They've given people some sort of replacement perk. Um, whether it be like copies of some of their other films maybe or whatever. Um, So yeah, so by and large, they actually work out pretty good. So my advice would be to research, research the the people doing the Indiegogo. Um, If it's a production company, do some research on the production company. Is this their first film? Is this their 10th film? If it's their 10th film, chances are they know what they're doing by now, right? Right. If it's their first film, Maybe not. (laughs) So that would be the first thing I would look at. Um, I would look to see if there's been any casting yet. Um, I would look up any from any, any person connected with it that you can find, do some research on that person because man, with, with the internet, the way it is now, like everything good and bad is out there. So if that person has, you know, gloriously screwed over some people, it's going to be out there on the net somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, and vice versa. If they've done lots of great Indiegogo productions, um, the there's one for a film called Go Away, which I think tripled their, their oh, wow. intended budget on Indiegogo. And it's because they know what they're doing and, right. and people know they know what they're doing. They just released um, a bloody summer camp, which yeah. I'm in for a, a little bit. Uh, and it did great. I mean, it's, it's doing great. It's had two theater premieres so far and both were really, you know, well attended. And, um, so, so yeah, so my, my advice would be to just do as much research as you can. Um, don't give more than you can afford to lose. Um, try to maybe get a perk that isn't dependent on the movie getting finished. Right. Like sometimes you'll see they'll offer um, uh, a character's wardrobe for sale as a perk. Right. Well, if the movie doesn't get made, that wardrobe still exists. Right. So maybe still still get it. And in a weird way, it could make it even more valuable. You know, the dress from the movie that she was never in (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking out loud. But yeah, research, 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 man. Right. Uh, And absolutely. And like reach out to other people. I know we just finished our crowdfunding for our movie 72. And uh, we had uh, some people that because it was so close to Once Upon a Nightmare being out, we only have one movie other than that out, not including a YouTube short um, that's out there. And some people, they didn't know much about us. 
So they reached out to some people in the indie community that are reliable and know their stuff. And thankfully, the ones that they're reaching out to vouch for us because they know who we are and they they met us and they they know that we got a, a film finished and they know we are a reliable team. And that like there are people out there, Matt Burns, uh, Noelle Berger, Tommy Tui, yourself, me even, Amanda Sawyer. There's a bunch of people out there that you can reach out to if you don't know where to start, if you don't know if this people, if you want to do your research, you can start with messaging somebody in that community. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's an extremely tight-knit community. So even if people haven't worked directly with somebody, they've heard stories. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. And they can also <laughs> send you to the person that might know about it. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and we all love to talk about the business. So yeah. Absolutely. like ask away right we'll, absolutely we'll be happy to answer whatever questions absolutely and i know like one thing and I, i'm sure you know about this but uh, a lot of people might not know this but me and you are actually in a movie together but i didn't have any scenes together uh frosty's revenge season's bleeding three. Oh no all right <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one that's uh man yeah. justin is off the wall man His, he is stuff he put but the thing is he gets them done Yes. You know, and he puts out stuff. So, exactly. I, you know, I, I've been friends with him for a couple of years and I'm like, look, anytime you need me, I'm happy to come do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, yeah. He's got a very strange style and, and way of shooting films that yep. I don't quite get, but I don't have to. All I got to do is know what he needs for me as an actor and I'm I'm there. I'll exactly. Everybody has their own way nice of yeah. But, you know, I, I say that about all of them. I, I give props to anybody that mm -hmm. gets it all the way to the finish line yeah. and gets the movie finished because that's really hard. It is. And people don't realize it's not just, ah, film some scenes and put them together. You know, it's... That's man, how exactly so how I was when I first started doing sure. Samhain and that was our first movie. And because I had that mindset going in, oh, this is just, it's not going to be that bad. So hired a couple of my friends to do the behind the scenes, a couple of my friends for actors. We held a little bit of audition, a small set of auditions for some roles. And, you know, it wasn't the greatest movie out there. And I mean, because we didn't have people that were experienced and we didn't know anything, what we were doing, we made mistakes, we learned from it and we grew from it. But tr trust me, from somebody that had that mindset, it is not easy going from starting uh, the set, the process of creating a movie, starting with script and everything, to finishing the editing of a movie and distribution, it is very hard. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into doing the distribution for any. I mean, I've, I've produced a lot of stuff, but I usually stay out of that part of it. Um, and I'm not looking forward to diving into it because it really does seem like a giant pain in the butt. Like everybody I've talked to trying to get their stuff on Amazon or yeah. Hubi or any of these yeah. streaming. I mean, they, they make you jump through some serious hoops. They do. When we were going on Amazon. We did, we couldn't get on it because um, the way our um, we hired an outsourced editor and uh, we obviously paid him for that for that role. And uh, he, he once he finished ed editing and handed over to us, it's over like transactions done. So it, apparently the, the captions wouldn't match up with what he gave us based on how we saved it. So um, we weren't able to get on Amazon because the captions wouldn't match with the, uh, I guess, with whatever, um, I don't know what, uh, like the frame parade or whatever, like it just right. it wouldn't line up together. And right. that, that was one, mis one mistake that we also made, like, well, like we made a mistake from the start to the end. But like I said, you learn from that. And that's how filmmakers grow. Yeah, I, I think the first mistake most filmmakers make is um, trying to cram too much into a shoot day. Yeah. 
you know, they all think, oh, this, this, this it'll take 15 minutes. If you think it's going to take 15 minutes, it's going to take two hours. I was going to say, if, if, trying if to tell people gonna, that all the time, if like, you think yeah. it's going to take 15, plan it to be three, two, three hours. Right. Like, you know, pad, 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 pad that schedule because you're going to need it. And if you don't need it, it gives you room to play. So, yes. you know, I, I'm a big fan of padding the schedule as much as possible. Absolutely. So did you have to audition for Serious Profession? And if so, what was the audition like? Um, actually, I did not. Um, I had worked in uh, some of Matt Burns. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark Burns movies uh, from Absurd Productions. I was in uh, Bigfoot, uh, which is a really, really silly, crazy movie. Um, I, I mean, I love it. The premiere of that movie was one of the best times I've ever had in my life. Nice. It was so much, but like people were just hooting and hollering the whole time. It was so great. Uh, but anyway, so I was in that movie. Uh, Matt Anderson. I'm going to get all my Matt and my Marks. I know. <laughs> confused because there's a, a Matt Burns, a Mark Burns, a Matt Anderson. I'm kidding, man. So, <laughs> so Matt Anderson saw me in that and he had written serious profession originally as, uh, as a series. So he'd had this thing in his head a long time and he saw me in Bigfoot and I have no idea why, because the character that I'm playing in Bigfoot is nothing like Mr. Kite, but he saw Mr. Kite and he he talked to me about it. He was like, I'm telling you, man, this was written for you. So do you want to do it? And I was like, you know, somebody tells you, tells you they wrote something for you, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got in. I, I nice. did not have to audition. Um, and not to sound like, Oh, I'm Mr. Schubert. I don't really audition that much anymore. Most of my gigs are, are with people that I've already worked with or, okay. or, friends of theirs who are starting up a production or something, you know, I, I do a lot by word of mouth. I really haven't, That's good. Like, I haven't updated my reel since 2015, which sounds really <laughs> horrible because I've been in a lot of good stuff since then. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to, I got to update my reel. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Bruce the same question. Um, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm even asking it because I know I have you back on, um, I believe it's next week with Bruce in a, in a, a you know, a group uh, interview. Yeah, but, uh, so I'm going to ask you this question throughout so I can get both of your, you know, takes on it. But uh, what, for people that don't know what serious profession is about, can you explain in your own words, the plot of the film? Sure. Um, the, the, the gist of the film is there are two main characters. There's Mr. Kite and Mr. Wynn. Um, we are uh, enforcers slash collectors for a crime family. Okay. Um, so we have a day that is basically going around and collecting money and, and, and dealing with the people that we are collecting money from. Um, it's kind of a gangster film but it's not really a gangster film like gangster films are normally done. This is more, more of a character study. Okay. Um, so the, the premise is um, Mr. Kite has been doing this for a long time. He's got a new partner, which is Mr. Wynn, uh, who comes from uh, a, for lack of a better word, a street gang sort of organization that, that our crime family busted up. Um, so he was, he was recruited from there and he's got a very different way of doing things, right? Everything is hard ass and beat down and, and, and I'm kind of Zen to the point of being annoying, you know? Um, 
<clears throat> in fact, it's referenced a couple of times that I'm annoying uh, in the movie. Um, so yeah, Mr. Kite has learned that, you know, you catch more flies with honey. And um, so I'm trying to teach him this. And a lot of the movie revolves around our conversations on how you treat people and how, how to have longevity in this serious profession of ours. Um, that's so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the heart of the movie. Um, what really makes the movie great is all the different vignettes. Uh, each person that we, we go to visit is very different, very different circumstances. Um, very different in how we respond to them and how they respond to us. Uh, it's, it's just an, when I read the script, I was, I was like, this is great. I, I had a couple of suggestions that were put in, which is why I have the, the writing credit, but mostly Matt had all this stuff on the page and it was, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this movie because nice. it's, it's very different. It's not a horror film, which is mostly what comes out of the DMV area. Yep. Um, and so the second most thing that comes out of the DMV area is crime, crime, or not crime, but crime films. Right. Sure. Crime too. But <laughs> <laughs> sure. We got crime. We got that. Uh, yeah, we got that. And we make films about it. Um, but what I like about this one is it's not all guns and killing and, and right. tough guy. And, and yeah. it's so different. Uh, and okay. I really think people are going to appreciate it. I think. I, yeah. And a lot of people resonate with that where there's originality because doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, it kind of becomes stale and old at a time. Like it's like, Oh, I, did I see this movie already? Oh no. But there's one just like it, you know? Oh, like, sure. Yeah. So it's good to have something of a different, you know, variety of it that you can, you know, distinguish this movie from all the others, uh, you know, and keeping away from that norm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or, or take that norm and just turn it on its head in a absolutely. really fun way, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I know people are kind of, um, soured on found footage films, yeah. right. But, uh, my friend, um, uh, Eric did a movie called butterfly kisses, which mm -hmm. is, uh, it really just takes that found footage thing and yeah. just gives it this awesome little twist. Absolutely. Um, I'm in it for 10 seconds. So I'm not promoting the movie because I'm in it. I'm nice. promoting it because it's awesome. I mean, it's probably the best found footage movie since Blair That's Witch. Awesome. Uh, and, and it's got, it's even got the guy that directed Blair Witch in it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, awesome. uh, yeah, very cool movie. Butterfly Kisses. It's on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Um, yeah, so if you can take a genre and just, you know, give it a head spin, mm -hmm. that that does a lot. That's, nice. Those are the movies that I like a lot. Nice. So I'm assuming then the genre for this movie would be more of like crime type of movie a genre instead of a horror-based thing, like you were saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it a crime drama. Crime drama. Nice. As nice. opposed to like a crime action or... Right. I don't, I yeah. don't know what you call those ones that are all just guns. I guess action. Yeah, I guess Westerns that's maybe, depending on what it is, I guess. <laughs> Western. You just call them John Wick films. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that uh, Mr. Wynn is is uh, being played by uh, Bruce Morris, and obviously you are Mr. Kite. So uh, I have Bruce on the show, I believe, tomorrow night. So uh, how what was it like working with Bruce? Bruce is awesome. Um, I've worked with Bruce um a few times mostly i've been on a lot of sets with him we haven't actually had like characters interacting on too many things but i've known bruce for a while 
Um, and in fact, when I was first reading the script and reading Mr. Wynn, I was like, oh, I know who I want for this. Um, wasn't my decision, but I definitely encouraged him to audition. And yeah, yeah. yeah he just, he nice. kicked, but he was perfect. And there is perfect. We're, we're still in the process of filming. Um, yeah, Bruce is awesome. He's, he's a really fun guy. He's very down to earth. Um, you know, he's got a, he's got a wife and kids and he's, he's, nice. he's a very, he's a very normal guy. I still think of him as a kid cause he's got like this baby face, but he's not really a kid. Um, he's, yeah, he's just super cool. He's, he's one of That's my awesome. favorite people. Yeah. And I, I've been, I didn't even realize this like, cause I knew he was in the movie, but I didn't even realize I was friends with him probably for at least a good year and a half, two years. And I didn't even realize that's who that was. Cause I moved, uh, I, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and I go home like every other weekend or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, uh, moved to uh, Maryland when I got a job with the coast guard. Um, and I was in a hotel for three months till I found out if I was keeping the job because of, you know, they had that probationary period for 90 days. And then I was told, yeah, you better find an apartment. You're, you're staying. So so that's where I got this place. And uh, I had him on my Facebook. Um, I think it was when I joined that uh, DMV actors group or whatever. Okay. And I seen he was involved with, I believe it was Sh uh, Shriek Show, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I seen he was involved in that. And I was a horror movie and I was really invested in seeing that. So I ended up uh, adding him and I think I might have added a couple of other people that were in it that were in that group as well or something. But uh, yeah, and then I didn't, I never really spoke to him. And then um, I reached out to Matt Anderson, getting his blessing, you know, to have you and him on my show. Um, definitely, I wanted to do it individually. Um, and then Bruce mentioned about having us on together as well. And I'm like, that would actually be really cool. I can have you both individually discuss your separate roles, and then I can have you on together and ask joint related questions. Sure, man. So I, I thought that would be cool. And, and by the way, I'm in Shriek Show too, but Bruce and I don't have any any uh scenes together but yeah that's another yeah. movie that we're Speaking in Bruce, he actually just messaged me asking about any type of questions for tomorrow <laughs> oh no don't give him stuff don't don't <laughs> you didn't give me any any heads up give them the answer like i like it to be feel fresh you know what i mean right exactly on a spot <laughs> so uh what was the best part about filming serious profession and what was the worst uh you know we we are about let's see we have Six, so we're only four shoot days in okay. so far, or maybe six. I don't know, because we're it, it, we're kind of shooting it sporadically. Mm -hmm. um, I, I gotta say, so far everything has gone pretty darn smooth. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's always something that comes up, but there hasn't been. Well, yeah, we did lose one location one day. Um, so that that kind of that'll kill your day. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. Because we had a whole afternoon that we were going to shoot and we lost the location like about two hours before we were supposed to shoot. Oof, um, I mean, it happens, you know, yeah. it, part of filmmaking. Things happen, uh, you know, yeah. it was a death in the family. They had to close the shop. And so, sorry, yes. uh, you know, yep. of course, we, we totally understand. But yeah, that 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 kind of hurts you a little bit. Yeah. Um, the thing I've really liked about it is that we're we're taking our time with it. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're not rushing through it just to make the day each yes. time. You know, if, if we don't make the day, we don't make the day. We have um, uh, some backup days in the schedule that everyone's already cleared for in case we need to use them. Um, so that's that's been great. Um, working with a lot of actors that I haven't worked with before has been really fun. Um, 
they we have a woman uh, playing Detective Campbell who, you know, Detective Campbell was written as this big burly guy and now he's not. <laughs> and she does just this great job of awesome. um, and uh, the, the uh, little girl, Annalise, um, comes in to play my ex-partner's daughter. Okay. Um, and she was great. She came all the way from Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, all really top quality actors. We we spent a lot of time doing casting. We looked at awesome. hundreds of videos and yeah. That's actually, that's really cool. And I mean, yeah, definitely coming from Texas, that's really like, you know, that's, that's you know, that's somebody that really is um, sort of looking for. Uh, like uh, they're, they're, into the project like they know they want to do this they want to be in that project like you know just given that they're all and just flying you know up from that from the different state like oh, not yeah. many people do that you know that's that's actually really motivated and like you know like motivated to do that part i guess is the right word i'm guessing thinking of well this, this little girl is motivated like crazy i mean she, she literally travels all over the country doing that's awesome. gigs i mean she's super she's she's gonna do something you, you watch yeah, I know uh, man, be like a Disney princess or something one day or a, or a Marvel character or something, but something Disney's going to have her. I can tell you that. That's awesome. It's either yeah. going to be Star Wars or Marvel or, you know, what, a, what the hell else do they own? Everything. I know pretty much. I know that uh, Matt Anderson, <laughs> Matt Anderson was talking about her and talking about how great she is. Um, yeah. And I, I can't remember if he said it, if her mom was, if I'm not mistaken, Emily Whitcomb. Uh, Emily played, played her mom. Oh, played her mom. Okay. Yeah, I know you mentioned that. And I interviewed Emily in the past well, when we had the cast of phobias on my show. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Emily played her mom. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, and they, they were great together. I mean, they, they did something that was really smart. I mean, they, they got together between casting and shooting and just, shot the breeze on zoom meetings and stuff and got to like know each other and have some rapport with each other and man it comes across on camera really well it, that's it, awesome it really is and it's like it's hard for me to even do an interview because the movie it's not that i couldn't i didn't see the movie it's that the movie's not even done yet so it's like you know when you do an interview to promote a movie you got to ask generic questions but to get the movie over type of things <laughs> right no, it's, it's true. It, it's hard to, you know, like, what do you think of the movie? Well, I don't know. So far, it's just on paper, but it right. looks great. <laughs> you know? right. So yeah, yeah I, I get that. I get that. Exactly. So I'm glad we've shot some of it. Um, yeah. And, and it's gone really, really well. That's, that's the most amazing thing. We really haven't been set back too far. We've, we've got a great director. We've got um, just everybody's really been working hard. Well, and directing the movie um well matt is directing okay uh, matt anderson okay. um what i meant to say is we've got a great cinematographer who oh, okay. works really quickly and his name is god you're gonna put me on the spot i'm so bad with names <laughs> uh, uh aaron i want to say it's aaron um okay. he's not on facebook if he's on facebook i could have just i could just look him up i <laughs> his name's aaron so I'll tell you what, by the time Bruce and I do our double interview, I'll have that information. That sounds, sounds perfect. I'll, I'll get a list from, from Matt. <laughs> so give me everybody's okay. names. Cause I can't remember Annalise's name right now. I can't remember Kathy's name. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I'm awful. So I seen a publicity still for the scenes that you and Bruce are in. Um, 
And uh, I seen that you were wearing a suit, obviously, for a lot of the roles. Now, was that suit yours or was it provided to you by Key 13 Film Partners? Uh, nope, that's mine. Nice. That is my standard, you know, um, I don't know what I call it. It's like I'm not trying to dress up. It's like I'm tired of dressing up. This is right. just work clothes kind of thing. Okay. Um, and yeah, the whole movie takes place in one day. So I'm, I'm wearing that suit nice. all day long. And nice. Yeah. It must get really hot, especially in the summertime. It, yeah. Oh my God. We were shooting in a parking lot a couple of weeks ago and like no shade anywhere. Uh, just straight noontime sun just Oof. hanging on us. Yeah. Put that car air conditioning on right away. Uh, I wish. <laughs> that would be nice if the car had air conditioning. That would oh, be dear. <laughs> car doesn't have air conditioning. And when you're shooting, you can't run the AC anyway because the sound yeah. will pick it up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, good point. So, no, no, nope. We just. Sound is a big part of making a movie. So, and like Bruce is in an all black suit. I'm in a, a wool, I don't know what you call that color, but whatever, um, like a wool gray jacket. And, uh, Dude, it was so ridiculously hot. Ooh. But I've come to find out that that's the case when you film anytime. The weather is never what you want it to be. Right. So if your character has to dress like it's summer, it's going to be cold. And if your yeah. character has to dress like it's winter, it's going to be hot. Uh-huh. And it happens every time. So Absolutely. just kind of. I mean, now, to- did you film it all with any cicadas out? No. Okay. No, that's good. Uh, but good point too. Like yeah. I don't even think we took that into consideration with the, with the <laughs> schedule. But Maryland got hit hard with cicadas, at least in my area. Well, see, the good news is, is we shot. A, there's a there's a lot of scenes where uh, Mr. Kite and Mr. Wynn are driving between uh, between appointments, right? And we're just driving in the car, and I'm talking his ear off and being my annoying Zen self. Uh, but we filmed all of those scenes first yeah, and right before the cicadas hit. So I think those are really the only scenes that would have given us a problem with yeah. the cicadas because everything else I think is indoors. Okay. That's good so, then. Because yeah, imagine like the sound with the cicadas. Oh, that would have been horrible. Oh yeah. Some days it's, oh my God, in my neighborhood, I've got a, like a, you know, tree line, like right yeah. over. That's kind of how it is at my place too. It's horrible. Yeah, we have these morning meetings with my work and I just have to put myself on mute because they're like, everybody can just hear the cicada farm going crazy. Yeah. Ouch. So the last, before I ask the last question, um, I just want to let everybody know that's watching this that I will be having Rick back, I believe next week, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know the date off the top of my head, but he will be back with Bruce. Uh, Bruce will be on solo tomorrow, but I will have them both on. So I purposefully didn't ask a lot of questions, uh, including like release dates and all that, because I want to ask that when they're together. So we will be getting into that. So definitely uh, come back, um, you know, and watch the joint interview uh, with them because there will be some questions that uh, I didn't ask that will be good to hear both sides of things and see what they both can think of as well. For sure. So uh, definitely uh, check that out. That'll be coming up next week sometime. So uh, the last question I got for you, uh, we know you're in serious profession. We promoted that for this interview, but are there any other film projects that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience that you're a part of? Oh, well, I've name dropped a couple of them already. Um, (laughs) Bloody Summer Camp is just coming out. Uh, DVD should be available probably the end of this month or early next month. Uh, It's an awesome little film. I have not seen it yet, but I know what we filmed and I know people that have seen it because it's it's shown in North Carolina and it's shown in Virginia. Um, 
got Dave Sheridan and Felissa Rose nice. in it, uh, which is great. I played Dave Sheridan's deputy. Um, <laughs> that guy was so just ridiculously fun to, to try to work. And also frustrating because he never, the guy is just improv, 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 improv. So <laughs> like every time he would say something and he would do it differently and say something different. And I'm not real good at just keeping a straight face. If I think something's funny, it just, I, I burst out laughing and I, I can't, I know it's a terrible thing as an actor and I'm trying to get better at just going with it, but oh my God, that guy was funny. So yeah. Um, but from what I hear, the movie turned out great. I, I'm hoping for good things for it. Um, so there's that one. Uh, we just wrapped up filming on Shriek Show. Uh, that should be, I'm going to guess that'll probably come out sometime around Christmas, maybe. Okay. Um, so that's a, 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 a really good one. I also did a movie called Reset um, very recently, which is kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, thing that uh, my friends uh, Moose and Cat okay. um, have put together. Um, I think that's probably, I think probably everything I'm going to talk about is going to come out next year, except for Bloody <laughs> Summer Camp. Right. Uh, um, Butterfly Kisses is up on um, Amazon Prime, so you can watch it for free if you have Prime. Awesome. Uh, great movie, seriously. It's got an awesome plot to it. It's oh, very awesome. cool. It's like a found footage inside a found footage inside a found footage. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's trippy. It, it's awesome. really, really good. Um, I, I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll like it. It's, I'm telling you, one of the best found footage movies ever made. That's awesome. Even better than Blair Witch? What's that? Even better than Blair Witch? Yes. Oh, that, now you put me over the edge. Now I got to watch it. I mean, better, I don't know, because, you know, Blair Witch is the first one that yeah. thought of doing it. Right. And so for that reason, it, it kind of wins. But right. um, but what it does with the genre yeah. is very cool. I'm confident it's better than Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> um, Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say yes, it is. Yeah, because Hollywood straight up, yes, it is. Uh, that was found footage, and that wasn't. Uh, I don't know if that was the way to go with that one. Right. I, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm in so many horror movies, and I'm not a crazy horror nerd. You right. know, like a lot of the people that make these movies are. Um, and believe me, I totally appreciate how they are with it, and I wish I had that sort of deep, right. uh, deep knowledge about all the old horror films and the right. slasher films. And I, I just don't, I mean, I've seen a lot of them, but I don't have this encyclopedic recall right. on, you know, I mean, God, somebody like Matt Burns, man, you can just name any movie. And he's like, Oh yeah, I was directed by such and such. And it had this and this. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you remember all this? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> Maybe. Right. But yeah, I thank you, Rick, for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. It was really cool. Not a problem. I'm really glad that you were able to uh, make it and that we can make this happen. Um, obviously, uh, check out Serious Professions when it comes out um, and anything that Rick has been involved in. Check it out on IMDb. I'm sure that'll be updated when uh, you know something has been posted that he's been involved in. Oh, two more quick ones. Yes. Her name is Krista, okay. which is a necrophilia love story. <laughs> um, you can get that on Amazon Prime. It's an awesome movie. It's really, really good. Nice. Um, you'll you'll like it a lot. And by the same director, uh, Brimstone Incorporated. Oh, nice! A horror anthology. Nice. And okay. That's got a lot of really cool stuff on it too. Um, they are both available. 
Um, they just came out not too long ago, so I wanted to make sure I, I, I got a plug in there. Nice. And I love anthology movies. Like, I really love yeah. movies. Yeah, like, uh, even, like, types of, like, American Horror Story, like, TV series like that. And mm -hmm. just, like, even, like, oh, what's that one called that I just bought? Um, Amusement. It's, like, uh, four story in one, and then they meet at the end type of thing. Um, like, it's, like, a killer clown. I forget what it is. I didn't even watch it yet. Like, I got the DVD, but I, I'm, like, so excited to see that because it's that anthology feel, and I love, especially when all these movies come to get, like, have different plots and stories, and then they all meet near the end. Like, that's... Right. Like a Seinfeld episode. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I, you'll like Brimstone, and Brimstone's got some really good... Yeah. Uh, it's got a, it's got a nice theme wrapping the whole thing around it, um, and the individual films are all really fun. Awesome, awesome! I definitely look forward to seeing that. So, like everybody, this you know, like Rick said, go on if you have Amazon Prime, go check them out. You know, uh, support indie horror <laughs> and support indie films. Like Serious Professions, not a horror, but it's an indie film. You know, made by you know hardworking uh, indie filmmakers and actors. So definitely support them and support, you know, all of the indie genre and, you know, see all these different indie films coming out because, I mean, it is not easy to make a movie and the actors and the filmmakers on camera and behind the scenes are amazing and put in a lot of work just to make this happen to entertain everybody. They really do. And never in it for the money. Like, Absolutely. I mean, I don't think no, I've no. ever been a part of an indie film, whether it was me making one or be, being in part of somebody else's that I was offered compensation. And to be honest with you, I didn't care because I, right. I, 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 it's fun. It's fun to do, fun to make, and I love to be a part of it. Yep. Uh, and and it seems like that's that's mostly the case in the yeah. DMV area. It's yep. a lot of labors of love. And yep. so, I, hey, you sell me with IMDb credit. <laughs> what's that? Oh, IMDb credit. You sell me with the IMDb yeah. credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of people like that i i kind of think it's weird that you can buy that as a perk um, yeah. like that's weird but okay whatever if, if it's yeah, we, fun your movie whatever yeah, i i know when we like when when we were discussing our perks for 72 i was thinking well i want to give them imdb credit but i don't want to sell that as a perk i want to give them an end thank you credit and along with it you get the imdb credit along with it so I, I figured that way they're still their name is at the end of the movie. Some people they they'll charge you twenty dollars and you just get an IMDb thank you and it's like no thanks. Like why didn't you give me a thank you at the end for that? I, we sold it for ten bucks or something like that. But right, like, just how hard is it to add that to the credits? Right, exactly. Like you know Tommy Tui, he he yeah. gave, uh, told Carl this and Carl told me I didn't know this at the time that he gave me huge praise just for having the IMDb updated so quickly with every perk that was purchased. And I, every time one came in, I immediately updated it because I want people to know if they're going to take their hard-earned cash that they're working so hard for, you know, at their jobs and everything like that to, you know, buy a perk, I want them to feel that we truly appreciate their, you know, what they're doing, the generosity. Right. And yeah, we, we did our, our Indiegogo for Serious Profession and some of the things we were perking were um, like some of the, the prop weapons yeah. that were being used, like the shotgun and... Um, yeah um win and kites guns and stuff and then at the end of the campaign we find out oh no indiegogo doesn't allow that so yeah like <laughs> anderson was telling me that that's horrible like he said he, he lost like four percent or something of everything yeah because of just that bullcrap right there but i think we pretty much got around that by talking to the people directly and saying yeah. hey well we can still sell it to you so right 
you know, like just because we won't do it through Indiegogo doesn't mean we can't still sell it to you. Absolutely. And the, and the best part is they don't get 5% of that because I know Indiegogo gets right. 5% because we made, I think we made like 4,400 or something like that. And mm -hmm. we end up get leaving with like almost 4,100 because of the 5% of what they get. So I didn't know it was that high. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't know it was that high neither, but yeah, 5% um, that they, that they uh, take for their profits of it. And it's like, now that you sold that gun, you get the full profits of it. Right. So. Right. That worked out in the end. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Indiegogo. But yes. they could have warned us ahead of time. So we didn't yeah, I know. really have yeah. to go back and like, well, now we got to refund all this. And we, you know, like they could have just told us at the beginning, they saw what we were putting up as perks, right? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> but I guess they don't. I guess they really don't, right? Yeah. Because probably most Indiegogos don't go the full distance. Yeah. So if they're, if they're, yes eyeing every one of them so you know they'd be crazy busy so they probably do just hit the ones that have finished right and the ones that were accountable you know, like when they're about to send it out or whatever or send the money out they maybe keywords are, are triggering certain things like weapon right. uh you're probably exactly right yeah because i mean even the ones that close are about to close there's probably hundreds of like thousands that close a day so they probably get triggered on the ones that violate the conditions fact i think somebody told us that that if yeah. we would have just called them props and not yeah. prop weapons yeah we would have got away we would have been fine probably would because it had the word shotgun or gun or weapon or whatever that that's what <laughs> yeah. did it so yeah a couple of people have mentioned that, that yeah don't use those words yep. just i'm a, I'm a web developer i know exactly how their their trick their keywords can trigger things easily oh for sure i mean i'm, I'm a programmer that's what i do so hey i, I want that I, we're both programmers good. yeah i know you're a you're a, like a php guy right yeah php yeah. senior web developer with program php sql html css all that nerdy stuff sweet <laughs> yep sweet i'm just starting to get into net i've been nice. Dude, I've been a cold fusion guy for years, nice. like just hanging on, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of government work that yep. still uses cold fusion, yep. fortunately. Um, yep. I'm with, I, the, with the, the uh, TIMB branch at the U.S. Coast Guard. So I, sweet. I yep, I, I update their uh, what their web portal, the IEDM and everything. Okay. Yep. So I, I update all that stuff. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, right now I work from home because of the pandemic and I don't know if we're ever going back to the office at this point. Nah, me either, dude. I've been home. I've been home in it for 15 years now. Oh, wow. Nice. So as, yeah. as an IT director, I mean, I've got offices all over and I never go to them and <laughs> none of them ever. That's <laughs> it's awesome. Really nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, but but yeah, so I'm in the process now of learning .NET and switching nice. everything. I mean, we're finally going to just get rid of Cold Fusion. So you learning VB or ASP? Um, I'm learning VB. Okay, yeah, yeah. VB is usually the is, is what you get in the first. ASP is the uh, server side language of .NET. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned that in college. I barely used it after. I mostly stick with PHP, and I I was a uh, proficient in JSP, which is the server side of Java. Mm -hmm. So I use that, um, but I, I mostly go through PHP and SQL for my database manipulation and all that. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty decent with SQL. I'm not great, but but I'm good at using Cold Fusion to do the things in SQL that I don't right. know how to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, there's certain like reporting kind of things where yes. I just prefer to just write it in Cold Fusion because I understand it better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm learning .NET and frameworks. 
just because that's kind of a catch all that, you know, if this company ever goes bottoms up, I think that would be a good one to have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, do other. Absolutely. So completely uh, agree with that but i'm gonna miss fusion because it's so easy and so like uh i just i think in cold fusion now you know i mean i've been doing it for so freaking i've been doing it since when cold fusion was owned by a lair oh, that's right? a long time ago. way yeah like i've been doing cold fusion since it came out literally. yeah so do you have any interest in learning php at all um i know some php i know like um i know enough to uh, tweak like WordPress stuff and, right. and things like that. Um, but no, I don't really play with PHP okay. all that often. I know I should cause it's open source and, and yeah. you know, it's, it's used a lot. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like most PHP apps that I've played in are buggy as shit. They just seem to like not ever feel like they're a hundred percent for some reason. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of websites like WordPress makes me nuts. I just can't. I don't like WordPress. I know when I do like my PHP programming, I do it from scratch in Notepad++. And then I'll, uh, I'll save it as a .php extension and do all my programming there. And then I'll host it off of GoDaddy. There you go. That's exactly you're, what I do with. You're our, gonna edit all this out, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, I'm, just do it because <laughs> this is not a conversation anyone else wants to hear. Exactly. <laughs> I promise you, they are sleeping on this. On they this probably topic. are. I'm. I may edit it out, but I might want to show my geeky side too. <laughs> all right. Well, if if you want to. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think if I've said anything that shouldn't be out in public. I'm trying to think if I did any, any of this too. I'll probably be listening to the conversation to make sure I have it with the Coast Guard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and the I, actually did, um, I actually did a thing for Navy Medical. Oh, nice. Ago. Like, God, at this point, probably 18 years ago, maybe 17 nice. years ago. Um, when they first started, um, Navy Medical put a thing online so that families could um track progress of their deployed family members that right. might be having medical issues right and this was right when hipaa was first starting too oh. so there was all this shit about you know what what could be where and how it had to be secured right yeah. and there was also the bobby laws were just starting to kick in right, right? remember those yeah like no yep. flashing and no this color yep. combinations and yep. shit, right all that stuff was kicking in and the government has to follow all those rules right yep freaking nightmare dude um but yeah we built this cool app in cold fusion and from what i understand they're still using it so that's awesome that's uh, yeah so that was fun i i didn't ever do service but i did work for navy medical directly like i was my direct boss was a uh, commander whitaker at nice. Navy Medical. And you know, he was the coolest dude, man. He was like That's awesome. He was younger than me and about to retire as a full freaking colonel. I was like, dude, <laughs> like what kind of life are you gonna have? You're like 42 and you're retiring. Like it's <laughs> awesome. It was a full, full bird. That's awesome. Well, I yeah. thank you, Rick, uh, for joining. Hey, no problem. Yep. Um, so I'll get back to my patch back there. <laughs> All right. Have fun. Have fun yeah, watching you your stories. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you have a good rest of your uh, night, Rick. All right, man. Have fun with Bruce tomorrow. Tell him I said hi. I definitely will. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye.